Um, so client-side ads are delivered to the client, and server-side ads are inserted in the server. And I'll expand on those just now. Let's look at a client-side pre-roll example. So what you have here is you've got a radio station, they've got an audio stream, goes out terrestrially, and then also onto the internet, gets distributed, gets listened on multiple different types of players. In this case, they use client-side insertion, so there's various people that buy ads, goes into your ad insertion infrastructure, and that passes it on to the player. So when I start listening, they know that I like trail running, and I've got a one-year-old baby, and so... Uh, they try and give me an ad which corresponds with that. Um, if um, Lynn, our B2B sales manager, listen, uh, Lee, sorry, if Lee listens uh, on her app, then um, she gets something you know, uh, about coaching or human development, which is sort of things that interest her. Um, if somebody else listens on another type of application, like iTunes, for example, which isn't part of this ecosystem and doesn't support these standards, then we can't deliver an ad to them. But as you've seen from, um, from Kaya, um, most of the listens are in a, uh, um, in a, a narrow geolocation, and most of the, the listens are also via the website. So there's a large part of your listens which is, can be available on, uh, in your own ecosystem. So if you quickly look at that, um, what you will have is you start listening to the stream, and actually before the stream even starts, an ad arrives in your mobile application and you get the ad. It's like YouTube, you know, you get a, a short ad and then the video starts. Um, and then after that, it's just the normal radio ads that goes, you know, standard radio stream. Um, as I said, the disadvantage of the challenge is that you need a um, device or software which actually talks to the ad delivery mechanism and can do this. Um, so it mostly be used in web players. There's some um, development kits which you can implement in your application which gives you that capability and fortunately um, the newest uh, vast video advertising uh, standard 4.1 is starting to incorporate these standards so that across multiple different applications you know, uh, um, for example you know if you're listening on um, on Spotify if they support it then you know, the ads will run in there as well so the standardization is starting to happen um, so the benefits, very easy to deploy. You know, you just set your stream up. You don't need to do anything fancy. There's a good level of targeting available um, because it's in an app. Uh, it's the same as a website. You know, you can see a lot of information around the, the customer. Uh, it's a high-value slot, and because of the targeting, you can get uh, very good rates on this. And um, you can also, because it's inside your app, you can do uh, companion banners and images and things that goes with it. The disadvantages, it only works inside your own ecosystem. So web browsers and the players that talks to your system. Um, and in some cases, it can be affected by ad blockers as well. <coughs> Let's look at the next one. So server side, and there I'm splitting them in two again. I'm doing pre-rolls, which is exactly the same as a client side pre-roll, but it's inserted not in the application where somebody's listening, but on our back-end servers, and then full stream ad replacement. Right, um, server-side pre-roll example. In this case, still the same setup, stream comes in, but instead of playing the ad in the mobile player, 
uh, it gets inserted into your digital stream on the server side. So now the big advantage is that it's still a pre-roll, but it plays across any player that connects to that stream. It doesn't matter if it's TuneIn or Amazon Alexa, whoever, every, everybody gets the ad. Um, still looks the same, ad is inserted. Um, once more, still quite easy to deploy. Um, only requires one soft configuration on the broadcaster side. You set it up and it runs by itself. Um, can deliver ads to your audience not using your player. Um, and it's still a high value slot. Um, you don't have the amount of targeting information that you would uh, if it's inside the browser. Um, and it can only deliver companion ads if the player, let's say TuneIn for example, supports that mechanism. And then full in-stream replacement. Um, that's the big and the, the really cool one where you've got a lot of um, your inventory coming into your ad infrastructure. The radio station in the stream indicates where ad slots are available and then ads are inserted um, in the back end to go out. And what you end up with is something like this where you've got multiple different streams and people can get individualized ads. What the stream is actually, what's actually happening is you do a, an ad slot. Let's say there's an ad slot in your radio stream coming up and you indicate this is a um, 90 second ad slot and there's some target, targeting criteria. You can include things like you know, which ads can be replaced and other things. And then as the ads are available, um, they will be programmatically overwritten so that if I listen to the digital stream, I get something that's different to what went out over the radio and also something which is customized towards me. So obviously with something like this, first thing is you can monetize all your ad slots. Um, and depending on the uh, platform, you can also have uh, quite a bit of targeting involved. There's uh, also software development kits and things which you can use to um, integrate this type of capability into your own mobile apps and these other apps that support it. Um, downside, it's quite complex to set up. You've noticed you, know, you need to indicate um, in-stream ad slots. You need to uh, synchronize to make sure that you know, this whole thing is running very well. Um, high server complexity, uh, individual user streams, um, the hosting can be more expensive um, and it's definitely more complicated. Um, and you can only deliver your companion ads uh, when used alongside an ad-enabled player once more. Right, so that's sort of a, an overview of the stuff which is available. And um, so if you look sort of at this range and, and broadcasters, if you're a small to medium broadcaster and you've got most of your audience in-house and you don't want to take on, you know, a lot of complexity, then your client-side ad rolls is a very good option to look at. You're not going to monetize all of the inventory, but you're going to get you know, a pre-roll for everybody that comes and listens on your website to the content. Very easy to get started with and get into the market as well. Um, and then server-side, uh, larger broadcasters, and especially if you have a lot of people that are listening from um, outside your system, so a lot of tune-in listeners or uh, people using direct file access. And that's the sort of thing that you can see on your report. Where are people listening from and, and what strategy do I need to follow to get to them? And then the full in-stream, uh, large broadcasters, um, you need to have enough inventory or enough ads running to offset the cost of setting this up and managing it. Um, 
but, and, and the technical skills to run it, um, but then you've got a large solution which can very effectively monetize you know, all the ad slots that you have in your radio stream on the digital space. Okay, and then we started working a while ago on something else, which is an intermediate step. Um, trying to look at this and seeing, yeah, how can we make it easier for stations to get into this space, get an idea of how much content they have available and what the monetization potential is. And once more there, uh, we've actually been running a, a trial with Kaya and getting some very interesting data there, um, some of which I will make available. So how can you make your radio stream look like normal or your digital stream look like normal radio? And there's a couple of components which you can combine. Um, so the first thing is you analyze your audience and you can actually build a digital rate card. And I think there's a couple of people that have sort of been looking at this um, and getting, so the tools are available where you can get an idea, same as you have a, um, a, a RAMS rate card for your audience. You've got a, peep, a section of people that's listening on radio. You've got very good analytics on who are the people that's listening on your digital stream. Um, then the next thing is you can split your digital and your terrestrial stream so that it's actually two separate streams. And now it starts becoming the same as having regional broadcasting with some ads running across both regions and some ads every morning. And interestingly, see, there's a couple of partial detections. So there's cases where that ad got cut off. Now, we developed this for radio stations, and this is a great tool for the radio station to see, listen, there's a problem with our ads. In actual fact, when, we de when I demoed this the first time, um, the radio station looked at it and said, but hang on a second, we've got a problem with our uh, um, switch over from our Johannesburg to our Cape Town studios. We've been cutting the ads off. I know what the problem is. And um, so this is a, a great tool, firstly, for the radio station to monitor their compliance. And secondly, they can make it available to an advertiser and can even charge for it and you know, make it a paid component to get the report. So we ran this. And one of the nice things is if you're streaming with us, when that ad gets recognized, we can also see the digital component. So we can see how many people on the digital stream has listened to that. And you'll see with Kaya, within a very short period um, across the ads that we've been monitoring, um, that almost 280,000 listens. Now, that's listens which currently falls through the cracks uh, um, in terms of your monetization strategy. And what we're trying to do, and, you know, when streaming started, um, you know, it was just an add-on. Everybody listened on the radio, and there were a couple of geeks and guys that wanted to listen to it on their computers. But as things progress, more and more of your audience is moving away from listening on radios, and they're listening on the internet. And radio stations need the tools to keep monetizing that inventory and, you know, not just let it slip away. So this is something which is, um, which is quite interesting and in that we're looking at. So now what you're looking at is a solution where you play your digital audio. You've got two streams going out. One goes on the air, other one goes to, your, um, to the internet. Um, and at the same time, you can monitor ads, give feedback, and you can actually load ads to be monitored and split ads. So basically run, either run an ad on the radio and digital, if somebody pays for that, or if they don't want to pay for that component, you can run a different ad on your digital stream. Um, so basically, look something like this, where you've got two separate streams that are running. Now, as I said, the, the nice thing about this is, once more, you can monetize all your ad slots. It goes out to, you know, to any type of client. Um, you don't need special streaming technology. Um, 
This can be an add-on to existing campaigns. You can run dual right card to two components to your right card, one showing your terrestrial audience and one showing your digital audience. Um, it's a right card sale. It's not a digital sale. And um, you also get value to, for, your, uh, for your radio component through the ad monitoring. Obviously, it's not targeted. You only deliver to where the stream is being listened to. So if you run an ad, it runs across, you know, all the countries, for example, um, but if 90% of your audience or 95% is in South Africa, then that's probably not an issue. Um, and um, there's some technical skills and equipment needed to manage the simulcast component um, and also in managing the ad monitoring, but at the same time, you know, it's also generating revenue for you, so there is an offset there. Um, right, so now what we sit with is sort of a, let's just do the summary couple of different options. Client-side pre-roll with some advantages and disadvantages. Server-side dual stream, which is uh, in-between, and then your full stream solution. Um, of course, you can also use some of these in combination. So you can, for example, use client-side and server-side as, as a solution, or dual stream and client pre-roll as another type of solution. Okay, so I think there's a couple of questions, so some of the things which is outstanding, which is still a bit unclear here. So currently, you know, uh, if you look at your radio write cards, um, depending on who you talk to, um, digital inventory is assumed to be part of that or assumed not to be part of that. And there's some contractual issues where you know, if you work with advertisers, you need to make it clear what you're getting and, uh, um, and what you're paying for. Um, and then... Um, some issues around similar cost requirements, but I think those are relatively well sorted out. And that's basically the presentation. So if you've got, got any questions in the remaining time, very welcome to do that. And um, I'm also available here afterwards. I'm very passionate about this. I love talking about it. Okay, so we have a few minutes. Questions? Unfortunately, this mic doesn't go very far, and you have to talk Sorry, um, just a quick question. With your um, ad monitoring, do you have to preload? Do you have to watermark the ads, or do they automatically pick them up? Um, you have to watermark the ads at this point. So not automatic pickup, but there's some stuff where you can automate. So, uh, and that's some of the stuff that we're that we're still working on. Where, when the ad gets uploaded, it basically goes to the radio station and it comes to us. And from that point onwards, we monitor it. So it's not wave It's, it is, um, it's perceptual audio monitoring, so it actually monitors the characteristics, but obviously you need to know, so it's not a, hum, it's not a human listening to it and um, figuring out it's this ad and writing it down, it's a computer, which is why we can do it for as cheap as we do. No, 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 there's, there's just this, mm. uh, there's some technology using wave pattern recognition where you don't have to preload, and there's some questions around auditing of both those sides of the game, but mm. it's very technical. I just have a comment, please. We're a small, I'm Hendrik from Geyser Radio. We're a very small online radio station only, no terrestrial stream. When we go out to clients, to agencies, the media buyers don't understand online at all. They will buy from Kaya and it'll go on their stream, it'll be fabulous. But us small operators are making, uh, have a very, very hard time. So I uh, request to, somehow we need to get this information to media buyers so they understand what we're doing. 
Thank you very much for that. So there's a couple of interesting things around small stations. I agree with you. Um, we spend a lot of time working with media agencies, and the challenge with this is a lot of this falls in between traditional radio and digital. Um, and you, know, you talk to a media agency, and the first thing they ask you is, um, can I run a pixel on my, you know, on my campaign? And the answer is, you know, iTunes and all of the other places where people listen they don't follow pixels, so you need something else. So, but that's definitely, we've actually, I've got a graph on, on our, our advertising rates has increased and we set to double in our ad revenue this year. So media agencies are picking up on this. It's a very hot topic, but yeah, it's also a process. There's also a couple of blocks where people are joining together. And one of the advantages of a platform like this is you're not just selling your own stuff. There's other people that sells across all of the inventory. All right, any other questions? Okay, thank you so much then for that. <laughs>